Thank you so much for listening to True Sleep. I hope this will help you meditate in your heart upon your bed and be still to find some true rest in a really restless world. I want to say a special hello to listeners in Dallas, Texas. Thank you guys way down south down there for listening. Thank you wherever you are for listening. I really appreciate it. Sorry if I sound out of breath. Uh, I actually just did jump squats because I'm trying not to be so fat all the time. And so I'm going to continue to catch my breath, and we're going to read Matthew chapter 1, starting at verse 22 for our time of meditation tonight. You're probably wondering, why did he do jump squats and then sit down to record a podcast? Sad to say, I didn't do those jump squats all that recently, and I'm still out of breath. I'm in worse shape than I thought. All right, here we are. Matthew chapter 1, verse 22. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. All right, let's just pause right there and remember where we are in the Bible and what we're talking about here. Matthew has just been patiently laying out the details of Jesus' genealogy and Jesus' birth. And that he's doing it the way he's doing it because he wants to make sure Jewish believers are strengthened in their understanding of the fact that Jesus is the rightful Messiah. He is the rightful King of Israel. And the way his birth came about fulfilled what was spoken by the prophets, especially Isaiah. Matthew refers a lot to Isaiah's prophecies. So all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, this is a quote from Isaiah, 700-ish years before Jesus' birth, Isaiah wrote, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. So let's just think about that for just a minute. What difference does it make that Jesus' birth fulfilled ancient prophecies of the coming Messiah, the coming Savior King? You think about that, and I'll catch my breath. So Jesus was miraculously born of a virgin that fulfilled ancient prophecies of the coming Messiah, also called Emmanuel here, which means God with us. So let's just think about that aspect of Jesus's identity. He is literally God with us. Jesus Christ is God made flesh born as one of us, to live among us as one of us. What an incredible truth. So hard to wrap your mind around. Just take a minute to think about the fact that Jesus is God, yet with us as one of us. God 
in human form. Now, this part that we're reading here is concluding some things that Joseph heard and saw during a dream. Verse 24 says, When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. So Joseph was instructed during a vision, during his dreams, that he was to marry Mary and help raise this son, miraculously born of the Holy Spirit. And so he obeyed. It says this was what the angel of the Lord commanded him. It was not suggested, it was commanded. And Joseph obeyed. But he knew her not until she had given birth to a son. And he called his name Jesus. Now that's a really good stopping point before reading further because the next section is a self-contained story. Now you probably know it as the wise men who traveled to see Jesus. So we're not going to read on any further, but we can reflect back over what we've seen so far in Matthew. Jesus is clearly being presented as the Savior King of God's people. Now, I'll suspect, because most of those who listen to this podcast are in the United States of America, I suspect that you tend to think of Jesus as a therapeutic Savior, uh, that He's there to forgive your sins and reconcile you to God and teach you the right way, but mainly so that you could feel better. We are a very therapeutic thinking people. We mainly just want to feel better as individuals. Now, these ancient Jews were not of that mindset. They, they were not modern people who think the way we think. They thought more in terms of the nation and their inheritance as God's people among other nations. They were thinking in terms uh, a little bit outside of themselves as individuals. Uh, now, of course, that had a therapeutic uh, implication for them. It was going to be good rather than bad for them as individuals. But I think for us to really grasp Jesus as the Messiah, the Savior King, we have to stretch our imaginations a little bit. It's important that we let God's Word form our worldview and not let our worldview form the way we interpret God's Word. So as we're trying to get some sleep right now, Let's break free a little bit of our modern American way of thinking about things. And don't just think about what Jesus can do for you as an individual. Think about the bigger picture of who Jesus is as the Savior King over a, a redeemed people from every nation, every tribe, every language throughout history. Now, you get to be a part of that special nation under King Jesus. Now, what I want to encourage you to think about here, take about maybe 20 seconds or so, what difference would it make for you tomorrow if you lived perfectly in light of the fact that Jesus is the Savior King and that you've been granted citizenship 
into the kingdom of God, living as a citizen, knowing that Jesus is going to return and make his kingdom complete. He is going to reign and rule forever. His kingdom is going to only know abundance and prosperity forever. He is going to vanquish all evil. Sin will be dealt with once and for all. Satan will be silenced for all eternity. You will be fully sanctified and redeemed as one of these citizens among a people from as diverse a network as you can imagine. Not just from every land, but from all different time periods of every land. Just that those glorious grand realities. It's so hard for us modern Americans to to look up out of ourselves and behold. Just think about that for about 20 seconds. What would it look like to live perfectly in light of that truth tomorrow? Now, while you're still just letting your mindset expand to that reality, just want to read through that whole section that we just concluded. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband, Joseph, being a just man, and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins." All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. I think the note will end on is that God with us. So when Jesus came in the flesh, God in human form, God literally came to be among us. But now Jesus isn't here in human form. He has ascended to the right hand of the Father, where he is preparing a place for us, where he is preparing for his eternal reign. But in the meantime, God is still with us. If you'll remember before Jesus left, he promised his disciples that he was going to give them the Holy Spirit. And then in Acts chapter 1, we see the Holy Spirit descend upon his people. Uh, I'm sorry, Acts chapter 2. Now, as God's people, God is still very much with us, within us. God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit 
lives within you if you are a Christian. You have God himself as close to you as could possibly be. Maybe you're restless because you feel alone or God seems distance, distant from you, but he is not. He is right there with you. And that's why you can be at peace. You can be comforted and you can be at rest. God is with us. Let me pray for you. Father, I'm so grateful that you brought this person to listen to this podcast right now during this moment. And I know you've done that because you love them and you wanted them to think about this truth from your word right now. And you wanted to talk to them and teach them and draw them close to you and bring about your good purposes in them. And so I pray that all that would happen and that they would sense your nearness and that they would live in light of your closeness and that they would be at peace. In Jesus' name, amen.